The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Hello, and welcome back to the Welsh Wire. We are so glad you joined us today to have a fantastic conversation on workspaces in 2023. Lots of good information to be shared with you. And our special guests today are from Whiteman. Whiteman is a consulting firm that specializes in architectural and engineering. They do landscape design. They do interior design. They basically make great spaces, workspaces, places for great people. And they're going to tell you all about how workspaces in 2023 are changing and evolving. So excited to hear more about it. Let me tell you about our guests. Our guests today are Stephanie Holland. Stephanie is with us as a commercial market sector leader at Whiteman and Casey Bordeaux. Casey is a senior interior designer with Whiteman. Welcome both of you to the Welsh Wire. Thank you. Hi, Sherry. Thanks. So glad you are here. So can you start by sharing with our listeners a little bit about your expertise and your background in the firm? Stephanie, why don't you start? Sure. Um, I am, so as, as, as you mentioned, Sherry, I'm the commercial market sector leader at Whiteman. I've been with the firm for 15 years, um, started off doing some production work um, back in 2008 and, and kind of, you know, develop new skills throughout my career here and um, do, do some project management and, and a lot of business development right now for our commercial clients. Wonderful. And how many years did you say you've been with the firm, Stephanie? 15 15. We have an expert on the call with us. So awesome. And Casey, tell us about you, your background, what you do with the firm. Yeah. So um, I'm an interior designer here with Whiteman. I've been with the firm for seven years now, um, working really hard over the past couple of years, years to really grow the interiors department here at Whiteman. So we do anything from space planning and finish selection, um, furniture selection. And really the goal is to make a space that's comfortable and functional for the end users. Yeah, that's what we all like when we go to work every day, right? A a space that feels like we can really be focused and accomplished where we work. So, so important. And another expert with us in Casey too. So this is so great. So we all know that the workspaces are different today in 2023 than they were even just three short years ago. You know, we hate to go back and talk about the pandemic, but um, it just, I mean, it rattled our world in so many ways and our working environment too, right? So you two have really had a front row seat to all of those changes. Um, You've helped your clients navigate through what they had to what they sort of needed to have for a short time in an interim to where they maybe need to be today. And even in some cases, a look to the future, like where they need to be ready to go for the workforce of tomorrow. So walk us through those changes a little bit. Yeah, I think you broke it down pretty well. So I like to look at it like pre-COVID and then right in the middle of COVID when it hit and then kind of future proofing or looking forward and how we can really maximize our potential going forward. Um, So pre-COVID, I think, you know, the trend was 
everybody was really moving towards that open office environment, removing the barriers, removing the walls and really kind of opening up the space. Right. Um, also a lot of like shared workspaces were really kind of the trend pre-COVID. Uh, then of course COVID hit and overnight everybody went home. So um, it was then shifting to like, what can we add to our workspaces to make them safe when people start to kind of trickle back into, you know, the work environment. So, um, you know, overnight it was like plexiglass was out of stock because everybody was putting up like the barriers, you know, you saw them at banks, you see them at schools, um, you see them in workspaces. And, and thankfully I think those have started to kind of eliminate themselves, but they're still around. Um, and then, you know, future proofing or thinking kind of like, as everybody moves to like a hybrid setting or, or a lot of people are moving to a hybrid setting. Um, how can we accommodate those future needs? So a lot of mobile furniture, a lot of mobile walls now. So just really kind of allowing yourself to create the space that you need right now, but also give you that flexibility for God forbid something were to hit again or COVID or something happened overnight and we had to make that shift. So I think just, just making sure that we're planning accordingly in case. Right, right. Yeah. And today we're we're always talking about hybrid workspace. And I'm not sure how you define it, but, but I think in general, we tend to think that hybrid workspace is for those people that are just in the office two or three days a week and work from home the rest of the time. And, you know, I see hybrid as maybe having a bigger meaning than that, right? Um, it, it could mean a lot of different things. Like, as you say, business needs change, right? So you need to have flexibility in the space or as a company, the way you're structured or organized changes, mm-hmm. your business model changes in some way. So, you know, talk, talk a little bit about what that really means for business from your vantage point, you know, as an architectural and design firm. Right. So, you know, historically, you know, back in the day, we'll say, um, the um, senior staff were, you know, kind of elevated to these, you know, big offices with with doors on them. And, you know, that was an elevated status in a company. Um, and, and in over recent years, you know, even, even starting pre-COVID, that has kind of been people deter, they push away from that. They don't want that. You know, the, the leaders of, of companies want to be in the mix with everybody. They want to have that transparency and they're trying to build their company cultures around that. So yeah. their workspaces have to reflect how they want their organization to be structured, how they want their culture to, you know, to be experienced. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as Casey mentioned, you know, the, the mobility, the flexible partitions, transparency, you know, having having glass or, or plexiglass or whatever is needed, you know, those things have become much more popular. So, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the, cult, the post-pandemic culture um, seems to be or has been a huge topic of conversation with many of our partners. You know, it's not just how do I fit more people in a building or I want to move to a new space or, you know, how, whatever their, their immediate need is, it's how do we shift the culture? You know, we want this type of work environment, maybe because we're doing a different type of work or we're delivering it differently, or we're, we're trying to get more recruits and, and maybe right. things right now are not attractive, you know, to, to new hires. So weaving all that in together you know, has actually, it's been really fun. You know, the, the, the partners that we've had, you know, every, there isn't a prescriptive, 
you know, this is the answer to solve all your, your workspace and, and hybrid working problems. It's really trying to, to understand those root causes and be flexible, be mobile, provide, you know, the platforms and the spaces and technology. Um, and, and most of all, that the culture to, to really promote that is a huge part of it. Right. So true. And I think you just nailed it when you said everybody's situation is a little bit unique based on their culture and the way they run their business and what they need to do. And I mean, we know that there are, I mean, there are disciplines, right? Like human resources or finance that you need to have a door and you need to be able to shut that. You need to have privacy, but there's also really highly collaborative departments too, like marketing, right? And design engineering, right? Where they they do need their own space, but boy, they need a space to get together and really think and ideate. And that doesn't happen when everybody's, you know, sheltered away like that. And then just being ready for whatever the next change is, right? I mean, it's, you don't know when it's going to, we hope it's not going to be the pandemic again, but you know, <laughs> but, but one thing we know, things will change, right? Right. Because we're living in a world where the speed of change is just accelerating. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of challenging conversations and opportunities to serve in that, I bet. So share a little bit, um, some examples of projects that you've worked on, you know, different working environments, different challenges. What have they done to adopt this hybrid workspace idea? How, how have you made it work for them? Mm-hmm. So we have a few. I mean, we definitely have a lot of examples, but a few that we can kind of kind of tackle in this discussion. So um municipal complexes or like government centers. So that one was a little bit tricky because they never really went home. I mean, they couldn't go home a lot of them to work. So mm-hmm. it was um, working with them through the challenges of that shift kind of overnight and understanding what we can implement into projects as they're happening. Like right in front of us, we have a building going up in the middle of COVID. What can we do during that process that doesn't impact their budget, but still um, brings a sense of that security and that safety into their environment, a little bit more than we already have. I mean, we always plan for that, but then COVID hit, we got to go that one one more step. So um, municipal complexes for sure were one that we've we've um, had to tackle with that kind of pre and post COVID. Um, schools is a big one. So, I mean, we do a lot of educational work. And um, one thing we found with some school, school partners is that um, we've started to implement some of the uh, like social distancing, like uh, instead of putting stickers on the floor, we can in- implement it into the design of the floor. So like a flooring pattern could have the social distancing space markers, but not be like completely in your face and say, you know, <laughs> separate six feet apart. It's just the pattern of the floor. Um, and then of course, every furniture piece, it seems like in an education setting now is mobile. Everything's on wheels. So having that flexibility to shift students around to separate them a little bit more and and give them that kind of a barrier without giving a barrier. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So it's everything. Are you seeing that being a trend in the furniture industry in general, that things are ending up on wheels a lot more for mobility and flexibility in workspaces? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, in a, in a commercial setting, it's about the collaboration. It's about e- easily being able to reconfigure a conference space or a meeting space to have a small team versus a large team or an individual so yeah, having stuff that can shift um, easily on those wheels makes a big difference. Yeah, I get that. I get that. What about in commercial or service-based workplaces? What what have you seen there? Yeah, we've you know we've had 
you know, with, with the service-based industry, you know, um, you know, we, we work in that right now. Right. So right. we went home and we figured out how to use technology and, and remain collaborative to the best of our abilities that we could. And then we all came back. And when we came back, we have all this, you know, we're used to now doing everything on, you know, teams or zoom or, or whatever platform, um, we kind of, you know, you have to sort of retrain yourself back into, you know, getting grouped back together, you know, and, and having meetings in person. And, and again, having the workspace that supports that has been, you know, one of the pieces and parts that we have to weave into to some of our commercial partners and workspace, you know, type partners. And, and really it's, you know, having the right technology set up, having the culture, like I mentioned, supporting, you know, um, there's still a lot of flexibility with, you know, majority of people are in the office all of the time, I think industry-wide. However, there are options to whether it's work from home because my child is sick or, you know, I'm at a conference and I need to get some things done while I'm there and having, you know, the tech to be able to follow you around or while I'm in the office, you know, we're in an open workspace setting, but I really need to have a private phone call. So I have a small room that I can just pick up and go to, you know, and check out. And it's, it's, you know, it's not owned by any one individual or employee, it's kind of shared space. So, you know, um, we have found that there's a lot of kind of mix, you know, the collaborative spot, the open, open individual, you know, kind of pod type, maybe settings, um, conference rooms, many, many more conference rooms than we've probably done in most buildings, but they're not these, you know, the massive, you know, town hall spaces. They're, they're very intentional. You know, these are for 10 people. These are for four people. This is a stand-up meeting only room. We don't put chairs in it. You know, these are quick spaces where we just want to come in, make some intentional decision, get some action items listed, and then get out. Um, so it's been, you know, kind of defining what all those spaces are and what the needs are. Um, and, and like I said, you know, I'm going to keep circling back to it because it is so important, but making sure that the culture and the work environment has to support all those spaces. You know, if, if you have right. the, if you have the space available or the mobile, mobile stations available, but, you know, the culture doesn't really support getting up and moving and sitting somewhere else, you know, that can be a huge challenge. Right, right. And you've obviously got that dialed in because you talk about example after example where you've done that and you can't do your best work, I'm sure, until you start there, right? Till right. you really understand that and then you can help those clients realize what their needs are. So you've worked with a variety of clients, clearly, learning all about their needs, helping them to adapt, working on new workspace designs with an eye for the future and you know what they're going to need down the road. So all that taken into consideration, what kind of advice would you share with business leaders today who are still wrestling with where their workspace is at? Is this optimal for our team? Does it allow us to be all that we can be or should be? Um, and with those that are thinking about, yeah, and the future, which you know could be six to 12 months away before another change is leaded. I mean, what kind of advice could you share for them as they wrestle with those ideas? Sure. So I think the first thing that we um, encourage, you know, partners to think about is there's really two, two major schools of thought. And one is the individual space and one is the, the group space or the team space. Okay. And, okay. you know, individually having the right technology, having the, you know, the right mobility and flexibility in, in your own individual environment um, is very, very, very important. 
Um, and then the team side, the group side of it, it's, you know, the right size room, as I mentioned, it's, is it a relaxed feel? Is it a, is it a more, um, you know, traditional professional feel, you know, type room? Do you, you know, how does the transparency look? Do you want people to see into these meeting rooms? Do you not want them to see in? And, and it's very often a mixture of both. So it's really sort of defining what those two spaces, types of spaces need to be. And, and then it's moving on to, um, the, the, the tech side, honestly, is, is that one of the big key features, you know, really investing in the technology and, you know, tech is not new. It's been around for a long time and there are some amazing, um, solutions that are out there that are, are not excessively expensive, you know, that can really bring a space together. You have, you know, you have the right, you know, um, walls around you, you have the right furniture in place, um, but your TVs don't work or you don't have a good mic system or, you know, the, how, whatever the need that can really just deter people from wanting to collaborate or wanting to go utilize those spaces and be flexible if the tech isn't there, you know, so, right. and, and, and every industry is different, you know, what works for you. And that's part of, you know, some of the questioning that, you, that, you know, we, we ask our partners to, to kind of dive into and really think about, is it TVs? Is it projectors? Is it touchscreen? Is it none of that? And it, and in, I mean, there are some partners we have that have um, techless rooms, you know, where this space is okay, okay for sitting and having open conversation, face-to-face, taking notes, you know, there, maybe there's a whiteboard so they can, you know, display some things, but that, but that's intentional. It's not because it was forgotten. It was because we want you to have a space where you are not glued to your computer or, you know, staring into a screen. We want to be able to yeah. get away from that. Right. Yeah. There's a balance. Um, so, so tech is, I mean, tech is the bridge, I think, between sort of, you know, it provides the collaborativeness. Everybody had to use tech when we were out for COVID. So people are used to it. They're familiar with it. You know, they're comfortable sure. bouncing back and forth and they know how to fix their audio solutions fairly quickly. And you know, <laughs> it kind of, it comes as a second nature now. So, yeah. um, and then, you know, then there's the diverse, diverse workspaces. I mean, um, yeah, I think, I think diversity is definitely another area and Stephanie hit on it a lot. It's providing those different types of spaces inside of your workspace or inside of your environment so that you have staff that can step away and do a collaborative meeting, but not disrupt everybody else that are around them. And then you have those individuals that can step into a room that's made just for one person and really put head down work in for the day if they really have to get something done. Um, And then on top of that, it's, you know, thinking back to, you know, during COVID, a lot of us spent two years sitting at home. We were working at a dining table. We were working at our living room. So it's providing that comfort in the furniture to relate back to those, those couple of years. Cause that's really, I think what a lot of people are asking for now is, well, I sat on my couch and I was comfortable for a couple of years. Like where's the couch in my office. So it's providing those lounge pieces that bring that sense of comfort and like cafe type feel to it. Yes. Um, And then you know, mobility, we touched on a lot. And I think a lot of, you know, companies and businesses are still, I feel very open to pushing towards an open office environment, but it's, it's now more of how can we tackle the things that people don't like about open office environments? So it is the disruptions, it's the acoustics. Um, so just making sure that you're, you're providing ways around that and in areas that you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. 
Well, That's great. I think, I think final, the final piece on that, I think, is really, and as I mentioned before, uh, is, is that culture. You know, what is your company culture? How can, that is your foundation, you know, build up from that. You know, what is your culture? How, what are you doing for teams and individuals? What works? You know, and then, you know, having the tech support it, having the diverse workspaces support it, having that comfort home feel, you know, if you can hit those things and your culture, culture supports all of that, you know, up and down, you will have an amazing workspace. I mean, your your staff and, you know, potential new hires, you know, they're really going to enjoy coming to work. <laughs> it won't oh, be like yeah. That. No, clear. I mean, clearly not. It's going to be a great place to work if the two of you are involved. <laughs> I, can, I can tell that already. So let me ask you this. What's the biggest takeaway that you would want our listeners to remember as they think about their workspace of tomorrow? Um, my biggest takeaway would be, you know, to really dive into what works best for you. You know, what there is not, you know, you, you can get a lot of great ideas from looking at other work environments, but, you know, reflecting back on your own organization and finding those, you know, those real big, you know, deep seated things that make your company, your company and, and build off those, you know, there isn't a one size fits all thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Great advice. How about you, Casey? What would your takeaway be? Yeah, I think mine's very similar. I mean, it's it's that everybody's different. There's not it's not a cookie cutter yeah. approach. Um, you're not going to have the same solution for everybody. There is a solution for everything, but it's not going to be the same. So it's having those deep discussions and figuring it out as a team. Wonderful. I, I have a feeling that the two of you are probably pretty good at helping partners have those conversations when the time is right. So listen, if our listeners say, you know what, I want to call Stephanie or get in touch with Casey and talk about this a little bit more. They want to get more information on how to do this, how to manage this, what to think about. Um, questions about anything you shared. What's the best way for them to reach you? Maybe by email. Yeah. Yeah. My um, email is great. Um, My email address is sholland. So S-H-O-L-L-A-N-D at gowhiteman.com. Super easy. And how about you, Casey? Yep. Very similar. So it's C Bordeaux. It's C-B-O-U-R-D-O at gowhiteman.com. And all of our information is on our website. So it can be found there as well. Perfect. Easy to connect with you. Well, listen, I thank you so much for really opening our eyes to what is going on right now in workspace solutions, what to look for in the future, and you know how to really think about planning the best space for your team. We appreciate your insight. Stephanie Holland. Stephanie's a commercial market sector leader with Whiteman and Casey Bordo, senior interior designer. Thank you both for being our guests today on The Welsh Wire. Sure. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.